I'm recording. Shut up. It's Two Dummies. With Devin Ruskin and Noah Bender. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. This is Two Dummies with Devin and Noah. What's up, Devin? Um, the sky. Oh. Hilarious. Good one. Okay, and we, we've got a good one for you today. Our guest in the Zoom studio, the Zudio today, is a comedian and writer you may know from the Chris Gethard Show and her Just for Laughs special, I'm, I'm Nervous, streaming now on YouTube. Please welcome the hilarious Robbie Hoffman. Hi. Had I known your intro was yo, 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 I may not have said yes to this. So I'm happy you guys got me <laughs> when week, you did. Every week it's a disgusting intro. You never know how he's going to enthusiastically oh my yell. God. So why, okay, we weren't recording yet, but why aren't you guys dating? Um, I cannot date this. I this yeah. I'm a this now. Yeah, you are a this. Um, you know, I I don't know the answer, but I'm just repulsed by Noah. And but and we're best and friends. so am I. Yeah, we're best friends who are repulsed. Yeah. Fair, which is the best way to do it. Yes. Yep. And we live together, so this is a, a great relationship we have. Formed. Oh, you live together. <laughs> okay, and are you both yep. straight? Yep. Yes. I found you from Carmen Christopher. I'm a big fan of Carmen. And he posted about your show Rivka being uh, brought and produced. And then we just want to know about how yeah, that Let's Let's about. jump in. You just sold a show to Showtime. That's very exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you. Not much, to, uh, not much to reveal yet. I'll probably save most of it for the show, but obviously I'm um, a deeply personal show inspired by my life. So it's just been fun. I've just started working on it um, and I'll probably reveal more as we're further along. Uh, but so far it's been really, really fun. I've probably been, I've been working on it since before everybody knew about it, probably since about November, December. Um, so I'm just in the thick of writing now and I will share more. Um, as we get closer to cooler stuff. That's exciting though. It seems very deeply personal. Yeah. Um, you've talked a lot in your stand-up about um, your Jewish mother. Um, I wanna ask like, how, how do you think your Jewish mother has impacted your like personality and comedy style? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what do you think I talk about when I, when I talk about my Jewish mother? The clip where she refused to bring your uh, uniform. Fantastic. Okay. Why I was asking is because I actually don't have a typical Jewish mother. I think when you say your Jewish mother, we assume an overbearing mother. And my mother is, in uh-huh. fact, very hands off, underbearing, if anything. Uh, very, uh, I have my life, you have yours. Uh, she didn't want us very much near us as a child. If I was in the room and I would ask, she'd be like, just get out of my house. Just go play. Like if I was bored, I'd be like, mom, I'm, I'm dying here. Just get out. Just move, move. She would just like, and you would hear the door lock. She would like, just want us out of the house. And that was the end of it. So she wasn't overbearing in the way that I think we're used to secular Jewish mothers being really overbearing, like asking them. Devin has an overbearing Jewish mother. I have mother. the traditional, I call her at least four times a day. Um, yeah, I, I don't have that <laughs> with my mother. My mother is hearing impaired. Her on the nice. phone is horrible. She's like, hello? Hello? <laughs> Why? Who is pranking me? It's like, no one's pranking you. You can't hear. So then you just, we just can't have a phone thing. Like, 
I, I wonder at what point she'll just stop doing the phone because it's just, it's not, she did learn email. Now my mother sounds like she's 80. My mother's young for, my mother's 60. Yeah. Like, it's not like my mother's like a billion years old. My mother is like a normal age for my age. And she's especially a young mother for all of my older siblings. You know, my brother's in his 40s. So, you know, I have a lot of siblings, obviously. So we, we span mm -hmm. over a decade. But my mother can be considered a young mother for someone like my brother. But alas, she does not text. She's never texted. She can barely utilize the phone, as we've just covered. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so having her for a mother... It's really, you know, it, first of all, it's all I know. That said, you know, it's obviously shaped me. She's so unique as a, a mother. I mean, she's like a single mom of 10 kids. She was like split very thin. Um, I would, you know, I would call her parenting style accidental, um, mm. which is to say that we were fed, you know, we were, but... Um, you know, I don't, I didn't tell her all the personal things. I remember she would try and do certain talks. Like I remember at one point she came into my room and she was like, I would like to talk to you. I'm like, what? And then she's like, well, I want to, I'm like, I can see the Dr. Phil book behind your back. Like you're holding the book. But she was like, well, I'm sorry. I wanted to talk to you about these conversations. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather you didn't. Okay. I'm figuring it out on the playground. I'm learning what I need to know. And I'll come to you, you know, if there's anything more. But, you know, she's hilarious. Um, she's more, you know, she, she, she's the type of person. She doesn't know how funny she is, but everything she does is hilarious. Yeah, it seems like one can be equally shaped by the kind of other end of the Jewish mother spectrum. Right. Uh, the, yeah, the, the get out and do whatever you, do what you're going to do. And, and leave me out of it type thing. Yeah, and my mother also okay. is Canadian. Like, so the accent, you know, she had 10 of the most American kids that ever were probably, but my mother <laughs> is Canadian and has this like kind softness about her when it's not with regards to her own kids. She's like shy around everyone else. <laughs> and and that also, that also influences how she parented us. So, you know, when we were young, she'd be like, don't snort. You know, you don't ask anyone for anything. And it's like to the point that she's so, my mother is a guitar teacher and will have a guitar slung on her back and be going in the dead of the winter, a Canadian winter. Um, she'll be at the bus stop and she'll be going to a student's house and like my best friend's dad will see her. But he's a periodontist and he'll be driving and he'll like pull over mm. like, hey, can I give you a ride? Nope. Nope. The bus will be coming in... <laughs> Six minutes, don't worry. It's like, he's like, it's a, it's a blizzard. Like your daughter's at my house every weekend. It, it truly would be a pleasure. No, no. And I'm like, ma, I heard that Allie's dad saw you again. He refused the lift. He was going that way anyway. She's like, he's a periodontist. He's very busy. I'm like, periodontists go home too. Like he's going home. You know, she had this reverence for doctors that was just so insane. And she always in their presence was, very like shut up don't talk unless spoken to um i remember right. this one instance uh my siblings and i we had a checkup before camp so it was like me and like maybe three of my brothers and we're all sitting on the doctor's bench thing what's that called does anybody have a word for the bench in the doctor's office the doctor's table 
It's like the, a table the, the slash table. chaise It's got long. a little paper on it. Yes, it's like a chaise yeah. long, isn't it? So the yes. chaise. It's a worked. chaise long. Yeah, so it's a chaise long in the doctor's office. So we're all sitting there, okay? Now, like, this is a checkup. Like, by the way, if the camp didn't require checkups, by the way, summer camp, not concentration for those. I mean, we're, we have to clarify oh, in yeah. this oh, community. Oh, you were summer camp, of course. Yeah, well, we I have, have to, to get onto that later. I did not go to one. That's, so we'll talk that's about absurd. That's really sad. That's tragic. Um, that's why you're calling your mother four times a day. But anyway, so we're all sitting on there getting measured, getting, you know, weighed very like, you know, the, do the knee thing with if your legs work and they pop up, you know, the, the reflex thing. Always yeah. very fun. And the doctor, I remember, is like, and we're sitting there in our underwear, okay? It's me, my brother, uh, you know, my brother Menachem, my brother Schneer, my, my brother Shmuley, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it was, and then just me. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, you know, this, this guy, he looks really good, super strong. Um, looks like he's eating everything on his plate. Like, we're happy with him. The next one, you know. We'd like to see a little bit more meat on Menachem, you know, um, not anything crazy to worry about, you know, just the kind of thing that like he's in a lower percentile. We'd love to see him a little meatier next year. Again, nothing to worry about, just the type of thing that you want to like finish your plates and that sort of thing. And he should be great. You know, uh, over here, Rivka, right, right. Rivka's of average weight. Uh, she looks good. Same thing. Make sure we're finishing the plate. Nothing crazy, that sort of thing. And kids have a great summer. Thanks for coming in. My mother, get dressed, get dressed. Look, we're like, you know, getting dressed. Like we're all in trouble. Okay, I'm like putting on, okay. And we're like, not even outside the hall. Like we've just closed the doctor's office. And she's like, she pulls my brother by his pants. Like she get, gets in there. She's like, you don't weigh enough. <laughs> you don't weigh enough. Embarrassing me in front of the doctor. It's like, he's eight. Like we have no oh, control God. over what we weigh or don't weigh at that age. Like we're just... And that, of course, is a personal slight. It's a personal, like to her, she thinks this doctor thinks that this one kid, she, she fed everybody else, but this one kid, you don't eat enough. And then my mother started implementing like the peace system, which was like, then from that day on for the rest of my life, it was like, she was like cutting these very aggressively large pieces of our food and would be like, and I, and I would literally have to like, every, every night would be if I'd be like, you already said two pieces. I did two more. Now you're saying another piece. I just did, I did my two pieces. Just because he didn't do his pieces, I'm done. <laughs> like you're throwing more pieces at me. It's like I've done my full piece count. He's got to do his six. And it's like we, we, she was starting to really make sure we were, you know, it was just she took it. And it's like the doctor was totally, but my mother grew up with this reverence for physicians. And, and yeah. you know, they are godly like figures to her and they're not real people and she refuses to bother them in any way shape or form and she and she does not bother them. Yeah. i was like ma have you gone for she was like oh i went for a checkup some years ago i'm like i think he's supposed to be getting a mammogram like yearly like, that's I, exactly how my mom is she forces me to go to the doctor constantly and like has she gone in the doctor for six years no they don't but go. i think that's mom like they're like she's like yeah. no news is good news and i'm like but you're not getting any news. i can check myself it's exactly fine. that's exactly what my mom says like you're not how are like, they gonna definitely get a i'm like you know the mammogram seems like a good one to just do 
Um, but she did get a mammogram. She's like, I do this, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think she got a mammogram a couple of years ago. So we're still riding on that one, which seems it's pretty recent for her. So we're happy about it. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. My my great grandmother was just like that. She whenever she would serve us food at the afternoon, she goes, What's the matter? You're not hungry? It's like, Grandma, I'm seven years old. I'm just trying to eat what I want to eat. You're not hungry. You don't like my cooking. It's very much like, yeah. 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 Great grandmother is really interesting. Yeah. I guess my nephews have a great grandmother and she's alive and well. So I guess, yeah. And they would be that age. So really, really uh, interesting. By the way, when I say my nephews, I mean nieces and nephews, but I need a plural word for nieces and nephews that isn't nieces and nephews. Because I really only have one yeah, nephew and three nieces. Yeah, there should be a ambiguous term for all of them. Like siblings. Like, like what's the word for siblings, like but for nephews and nieces? Yeah, you need like, it's like the in-laws, the cousins. You need the... We don't the, have the, it. The, the Nufus, maybe? The Nufus is really the good. Babies. Wait, but Nufus, yeah. Nufus is not, that doesn't incorporate nieces at all. It's just a, a made, like, where did you even come up with Nufus? I just off the dome. I'm just, you know, an nieces. idea machine in that way. Nephews, uh, nieces, the nephews. That sounds like a misspeak. Yeah, it should just be the knees or something like something like so. Yeah, like the knees, the nebs or whatever. The knees. That sounds very casual. Oh, the nebs. The nebs. Yeah. They're all that losers. That sounds like a disease. We got the nebs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you think that I don't know if like it has to disease. combine the words. It just has to, you know, figuratively combine them all. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so let's move on. I, I, I found you from the Chris Gethard show. I'm nice. a huge fan of the Gethard show. I watched it all, uh, all when it was on. Um, I want to ask about the kind of the mood going in because that was the Chris Gethard show was very different from other talk shows in the sense that many of the bits were kind of designed to fail. In or designed yeah. to um, go off the rails, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. Designed with with. Um, so, I want to ask you about yeah, like what was it like going into an episode where you think we have no idea where this is actually going to go? I mean, that was every episode. Um, exactly, it was an utter nightmare. Yeah. Uh, no, it was the funniest thing ever. It was so dumb that that was even a job. When I think of like the jobs I've had, I'm like. I guess it was, a job, and it was a very well-paying job. I mean, I famously only joined when they were guilds, which means that we are like guaranteed certain pays. But I know people worked on that mm -hmm. show in prior seasons for Peanuts, um, so that would have made it feel less silly because you were doing something that you shouldn't be paid for and you weren't paid. But in my circumstance, it was right. extremely strange to be doing some of the dumbest things ever and be paid. Um, that said, I also complained a lot. Was it good enough for mm. me? It was not. Um, we had something called Slack, which is, you know, which is new for me at the time, but now Slack's everywhere. But, you know, like the internal chat, everybody who works in 9 to 5 is right. like, we know Slack. Um, <laughs> my Slack. So they, they, you, they encouraged us. So writers were left off of Slack. This was like a big difference. So, like, we didn't even know Slack was happening. They were like, writers aren't okay. on Slack. Only production and like people who did real stuff were on Slack. But then we come to find out that, oh, they want writers on Slack because if they don't want to hear our complaints out loud anymore, if we want stuff on, uh, if we want stuff to happen, we have to get on Slack. So I signed up to Slack. What do I care? 
I'm like, all right, I'm going to learn this. I was requesting dried mangoes for the snack table. I mean, most of my slacks had to do with the (laughs) snack table, which I felt like it didn't feel like we were low on money. So I just was not so sure as to why the snacks were like, just like, you know, those big chip boxes that have like a little Doritos in them. They have a little Lay's, they have a little Cheetos. I don't want to eat that come three o'clock every day and be exhausted. Like I wanted, like, why can't we have some fresh fruit? Would it kill us to have like a bowl of cherries? Would that be delicious? Pre-COVID, obviously. Now that's like a super spreader. But, you know, like I was like really advocating for health and wellness, which I feel like went really undervalued um, or misconstrued. So, you know, the show was a joke. What you saw is how it felt, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. it was oddly stressful, like any other writer's room, because we would, we worked very last minute, like the first few days of the week, like we knew that any idea that we wanted to do for that week probably wouldn't be the one that we were going with. And so last minute, it would be like this big carfuffle, like, well, how are we going to get, how are we going to get the fire department? to come here and, and set up this rope ladder system that we want by tomorrow. Like it, it became, we made it, like we created drama for ourselves. It was like self-creating drama. Um, and right. it was a, a lot of and fun. It felt like, yeah. And it felt like most of the like more squarely written bits were designed to derail the show rather than enhance it. Well, it was sense. extremely strange that we had to write anything. This is where I also, if you if you speak to any of my colleagues, including Carmen Christopher or Nicole Dressel, especially, um, this is where I fell off. I could not, as a, as a scripted TV writer, I've worked on scripted television. I write scripted television. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why this improvised show was written. But it was like the network required a script, even though they had bought an unscripted show, which like I understand right. for like a show like The Hills on MTV or something that's like actually narrative. Um, but this really wasn't narrative at all. It was like situational no at way. best. It was like more prank at best. Like it was yeah. it was actually at worst all of those things. At worst, it was a prank show. <laughs> at right. worst, it was, um, you know, situational, whatever. And so we made up a script. Like, it was like literally to fill or justify our week there. We would just write a script. And I and it had all different, like it had, the style of the script was also made up. Like, it wasn't like any other show. They weren't just using final draft and doing a normal thing. They like made up cues. Like, this cue means this, this cue yeah. means this. So it's like you had to learn and, and the language. What? At worst, at worst, the show goes exactly as planned. Exactly. That's at worst. And we wanted it to derail. And so, like, we wrote this script, which I literally still could not write one. If I was had to alone, I would be like, but I don't. (laughs) Like, it's totally made up. I mean, it's just, but that was the only way we could get the network to approve anything we did. Is like, if we put it in a script, but we couldn't tell them what was really maybe going to happen, which we didn't even know what would happen. Um, So there was a lot of like politics dealing with the stuff. And then once we were like, it was too close for them to do anything. That's when we just did kind of whatever, Um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Looking, you know, for me to complain is to enjoy. 
So even though it sounds like these are a lot of complaints, right. that is the only way I know how to enjoy things. If I'm not complaining, it's actually worse. Like things are really not going well. If there's no issue. Yeah, that means it's boring. Yeah, yeah something's awry with me. I'm not in the right headspace. So um, a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, I can't even remember specifics anymore of the episodes, uh, but there was such... I mean, you saw it. I remember that fish can was opening. I didn't want to be near the studio when that was happening because it was supposed to be the worst smell, and it was. And Drew Johnson's shout-out, truly so, so funny, Drew. Um, brave and courageous, Drew. So many, so I, many smelly elements to that show. I mean, I feel like he still smells. Um, but also, keep in mind, <laughs> I was the only non-improv. Like, I'd never done improv nor enjoyed improv. Nor, you know, I didn't know who Gethard was. I didn't know the show. Mm -hmm. I really, and I didn't even particularly like it. Um, so when I came in, it was like this, this, it was totally new for me. I submitted a blind packet. I watched one episode. I thought this is the most moronic thing I've ever seen. I sure I'd love to work on it because it doesn't even seem like a job. Um, and I got this non-job that was a job and it ended up being so fun. And now, okay, before Chris, uh, before Gethard's feelings get all hurt, obviously I like Gethard. Obviously I've seen some of his stuff and I'm fanning more, but you know what I mean? It wasn't like, I know him being a New York from New York show. It was like from this history of the UCB or stuff that I really just wasn't involved in ever. Um, I came from like, you know, I do a ton of stand up. I write, you know, I was living in Toronto and Los Angeles and I submitted blind. So it was also the improv element of it. I, the first time I did improv was with the Gethard cast at UCB for a Gethard cast improv show. Um, and right. it did not go very well because I didn't know that this like tapping out, like uh, people wanted me gone. And I'm like, I'm. Like, I didn't know what the tap meant, so I would play with it. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know it was you. You know, like when somebody's doing this. <laughs> like, I just, they were like, you'll just know what to do. And shockingly, I did not just know what to do. Someone runs to clear the scene, and you're like, I guess we're running in this scene now. Okay. Yeah. I literally just went with whatever happened. Like, I was like, yeah, great. And then... If it was a chair, I sat on it, but sometimes the chair wasn't a chair. Like I, I was very slow to, to, so it was, it was a bold choice for them to include me on it. Um, probably a mistake on their part, but I had a lot of fun. Well, we love the way it turned out. Great. Um, Do you want to, let's play the game? Yeah, let's play our game. Oh, okay. So. Seven up. We, Strap in. This will be fun. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we are Jewish. We're all Jews here. And the two of us, one thing we love to do is to th think about the degree of Jewishness in everyday objects, in, in abstract concepts and everyday objects. Like a wallet, very Jewish. Yes. <laughs> We're going to play a game with you now called Jewy or Fooey. Okay. What's Fooey? Okay. Fooey. Like it's like not, not Jewish. Fooey is not. Okay, not Goyish yet. Okay, great. Is, yes, yeah. Jewish or Goyish, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And so we're going to present uh, two objects or concepts, and right. we have to decide which, which is one? which which is Jewish and which is not Jewish. Okay, I love okay. this. Makes sense. Love this. Great game for me. So, 
The first one is bidet versus toilet paper. Which one's Jewy or Fooey? I mean, toilet paper is extremely Jewish. That's what I'm thinking. No, no, but no. Then bidet again, is European. The bidet talk? is is yeah, specifically is, not is, is very is very Jewish. very Jewish to me. But you're saving cost and not having to. Or, See, but you but you're being you're bowl. being. Cliche. You're, you're being anti-Semitic. You're being anti-Semitic. You're like feeding into like Jewish stereotypes. Okay. The truth is, yeah. we're not like huge savers. We're we're you know we've gotten okay with it. You know, and I think saving has become popular worldwide now, given the economic, yeah. you know, horror show that's been developing for the past twenty years and probably more. But. Um, you know, but we do like what we like. We we splurge where necessary. Like we value things different. Like toilet paper is like, like we use a lot of toilet life. paper. Like there was just a conversation yeah. in my house always. My mother would be like, "Can we stop using so much toilet?" But like we wrap the hand. We don't want to go near the caca. We don't want to go near anything. We're doing like we're and with clean. We're let, let me get anti-Semitic for a second. Get into the the stereotypes, but. But the germs, okay we us. don't want to, we want to like, yeah. you know, really get it clean, not be as least involved as possible. Because yeah. with the bidet, I feel like it's less of an issue of like, it costs too much, but more of an, a thing of like, it's too much of a luxury, um, if that makes sense. Like, And I trust my brand. Like I am a Charmin ultra soft type of girl and I, I don't want the cheap stuff. See, I don't this want, is me. Like... I'm cheapy cheap. I buy, I will buy a oh, single. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I cheap out on toilet you just, paper. You triple quadruple wrap the single ply. I do. You know, I don't buy the single ply because it's not even sold. That's how, that's how I probably would go for it because it would last longer. You know what? I don't appreciate the double, triple rolls because it's like, it doesn't fit my shit no pun intended it doesn't fit in the holder it like then is impossible to roll then i'm oh, like yeah. i'm like begging it for squares <laughs> and i also think like we've gone so crazy with the ply like triple ply we're talking about a towel at this point like i think two ply is good that's it we don't need you know four or five ply the scientists who are working on this should work I've on something else well, that's absurd i just fold i just do a quick like yeah. two two square full no, 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 two square i like <laughs> four to six minimum i'm i'm going through a lot wow. of toilet paper guys i love this game yeah, i, I love paper. you know jewish things and i love objects so this is perfect for me <laughs> next one okay right. next one we got smoked turkey or roast beef. We're going to the deli. Which one is the more Jewish one? I think smoked turkey at this point. I mean, I don't really fuck with roast yeah. beef. I think that must have been an older generation yeah. thing. Like my grandfather go nuts for roast yeah. beef. I don't really fuck with I do like the 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 more crumbly turkey slices. Like if it's got a good crumble like to it. Extra thin. Yeah, it's like thin. Yeah, I but like it's a also thick turkey like, slice. Yeah. I like um, I think we like like turkey, a piece of tomato, some lettuce, some mustard, and I like it like on a French baguette or a French roll or something like that. So yeah, I think we're into simple good sandwiches. Are you guys in LA or New mm -hmm. York? We're yeah. in LA. Okay, in LA. see, I love that. Like, I didn't even ask. Like, or are you in somewhere where Jews? <laughs> well, I was not? just in South Florida. You know, or so South Florida. I was. But you yeah. ever been to Larchmont and they have that wine and cheese shop there? 
were there yesterday. He will yeah. not shut up about it. Those it's are the sandwiches that we like. Now, I don't love the vinegar that they put on, the uh, balsamic vinegar. Mm. I try and get it without if I can remember, but they move so fast there it's once bitter. it's your turn. It's like, because it's just too soggy for me. But I like how simple that sandwich is. Just a French baguette, lettuce, tomato, the turkey, the cheese, and that's it. Obviously not a kosher sandwich, yeah. but still very Jewish. I, did, I didn't bring up pastrami, which is arguably the oh, Jewishest meat, um, because that would have been too easy. Pastrami, I do love. Yeah, I do love like like Moshe, sorry, Moshe, Schwartz's or like Katz's Deli or like, you know, the famous Jewish old delis. You've got, you've got to just get right. the pastrami sandwich and move on with your life. Like it, it, it just is what yeah. it is. Okay, next one is getting a blowout or embracing your natural curls. Well, you know, as a dyke, I, you know, I, I never thought I would be the person who wears their hair in the same way forever. I remember we had this teacher, Maura Regev, who wore her hair, like my school had like all the old pictures of the teachers from like when they were there in the seventies to whatever, whatever. And she had the same hair and everything. And it was like the funniest thing to us as kids because I'm like, more Regev still wears her hair like this. Like, look at this. But now it's me. I'm like, I've been, once I put my hair like this, I kind of, it just became the easiest thing. And I do like it. Like, it's just- Hey, you got a hair uniform now. It's so weird. When I think of Robbie Hoffman, Middle part bun, like you yeah, can't have and any like other men way. like you, like you always have your same hair, but it's not noted because guys just have short, like it is just whatever the shape of their head right. is, and the hair falls on it. It's like that's their hair. Um, but yeah, the blowout, the blowout is the most Jewish thing I've ever heard of. So I don't personally yeah. engage in the blowout, but the blowout is key. The blowout is very Jewish culture. There's no question. Some people would just go in for a blowout, yeah. twenty dollars something like this, like they'll be like, oh, I just went in for a blowout. Like they'll pre-wash their hair, they'll go to the blowout. Now people will splurge, people will get a blowout. I mean, Jewish mothers like yours probably and not like mine, but probably, you know, they won't wash their hair. They'll go for a blowout once a week, get their hair done. They don't like ever wash their own hair. This was something my friend, That's Allie, my growing up, like she doesn't, I don't think her mother ever washes her own hair. She goes to the salon once a week, it lasts a week. Their hair is very healthy, actually, because yeah. I don't think they're shampooing it more than they're supposed to. Like, they really yeah. do it, like, you're the once a week. Yeah, you're really not supposed not to shampoo your hair probably at all. You know, you're supposed to let the natural oils, like, after a few weeks. Yeah, after a few. Now, I wash it almost every time, you know, because I never, I can't give myself the three weeks to acclimate to whatever it wants to do naturally. It just makes me sick. But I want to eventually get to a place where if I'm living on some commune or chas v'shalom, I don't know where, but where I just like do it for three weeks. But the blowout to me, extremely Jewish. Lots of girls I know growing up do it. Yeah, I haven't embraced my like pube curls in a while. So do you do the blowout? You do. Yeah, I bought my like... Conair blowout brush thing. It takes me like 30 minutes and I'm done. Oh, why haven't I had but, this out? I'm so used to, I'm in Georgia now, so I've been tucking this. I do the old safety tuck, <laughs> but um, but we're okay Oh my God, I know. I'm, I've always been scared to get the star still to this day. I don't know. Yeah, because you're afraid I'm, of what, discrimination? I'm scared of, yeah, like who knows what can happen. No, Especially believe me, tons can. And um, yeah, no, this was a gift though. And my policy is for gifts is I wear them to the day I die. I got this when I was 16. 
and uh, from that girl Allie, and I just haven't taken it off. So if you Aww. get me jewelry, I will wear it. Hello. It's stain on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do one more of these. Great. We've got after dinner mints or pre dinner bread. Pre dinner bread. We don't I do mints. I don't even. Yes. We don't do mints. You gotta load up on the bread. We load. I'm finished up the bread. But also a very Jewish thing is saying, don't load up on the bread. You gotta. You gotta save room right. for your dinner. That is right. True. And you know what, my yeah. sister Faya mentioned, and this is true, and for me as well is. I load up on the bread and I have no, you know, we decided in my family, we prefer the bread. We're just going to do the bread and we'll have a little bit of the brisket or whatever's happening, but I just can't resist the bread. And that's a very, I mean, I would give it to the Italians for the bread, obviously. Um, you know, we can't just be, they're the kings of the, of the pre-dinner bread. But, uh, but the mince, maybe a mint chocolate, like, yes, it's you know, like, I think we would do than... like maybe an after eight. Like there's always mint chocolates happening in it, like the baby, like the Ruth. Like I do remember mint chocolate being a bigger thing, but and I think I pretended to like it more than I did just because it was something to have. But definitely the bread. Oh, and I've been like, oh, my neighbors used to have the best challah. This I I don't even know if I can get it anymore. But it was like growing up, we had this challah that was so good. It was called water challah. And it's like the classic huge challahs. Mm -hmm. It's like Hasidic bakeries make it, but I haven't been able to find it in LA. And it has like a braid, it, it's braided huge, but then it has a small swirly braid mm -hmm. off the top, like almost Ooh. like a small mm -hmm. one. And it's extremely hard on the outside and extremely soft on the inside. And it's really crunchy to that, break off a piece. There's a place in Michigan called Dakota Bread and it's possibly the best call I've ever had in my life. So the if you're ever in Farmington Hills, maybe we'll have to. Yeah. Do you go uh, plain challah or sal or challah with seeds and whatnot on it, or raisins? Yeah, it has seeds. No, okay, raisins. Let's calm down. I don't do anything with the raisins. Yeah, raisins don't go in the bread. No, okay, uh, like raisins. I'm just saying that's a way that some people do. No, it. I do a plain challah. Um, I do know this, this, the yeah. water color I'm talking about does have seeds on it. Poppy seeds, which I love. Um, and no, I like a poppy seed or a sesame seed. Hala. Yeah. But see, this is a poppy seed. Hala. It's not sesame seed. Sesame seed. It's still softer, even though it's harder than the inside. It's still generally softer. This one is really tough on the out. It, and my family fucking goes nuts mm. for it. We pull, you know, you're not cutting color. You're grabbing a piece and no, passing no, it to the next guy. Okay, guys, with these people cutting color, it's, getting to be crazy okay it has handles on it like this is the point of challah it's like you have a handle like each cutting challah is, is goyish for sure yeah and that 100%. said there are families who like to class it up and do it i think it's wrong personally i, I do think it's it's anti-semitic my family cuts the challah sometimes what if we're making halitosis out of it you know challah toast yeah um if you're putting in the toast now room, this is something you gotta i'm have sure my entire family and we got this from my neighbors also was taking kala, dipping it into mayo. Nothing better. Mayo, interesting. Yeah, we dip into mayo. I like challah with honey. Very religious Jews. Very religious Jews love mayonnaise, and we put it on almost everything. Mayonnaise we bought in the big tubs. Hellman's huge tub. Everybody slaps a scoop of mayonnaise on their plate. It sounds sick to you. I'm telling you right now. If we had it, and shout out to my little sister who's like, it's her favorite thing. Hi, Debbie. Trust me, 
you would love it. Like if, if I ever threw a Shabbos and you guys were somehow invited oh, I and I had this, you'd be, we'd be done at the bread because we were been dipping it uh, and it would have been great. All right. Well, that was Jewy or Fooey. Thank you for playing. That was, that was a total blast. Great talking about uh, Jewish or not. Yep. Now let's get into our favorite weekly segment on two dummies that we call dumbest thing of the week. That was so much energy. I got to do an intro. It's it's our show. We got to, you know, we got to be animated for it, right? Yeah, I think your volume is at like a 10 right now. Your and we can turn it down a lot. Come on, we're performing. It's, it's a podcast. We've got a guest. We've got, we haven't done this in a few weeks. We're, we're, we're here in the same room. It's exciting. It, it was very aggressive. Well. I'm with her, very extremely aggressive. First of all, you guys sent me 97 emails. Think of like the dumbest thing. Think of the dumbest thing. Think of the Sorry, dumbest thing. that was him like, telling Everything me. is a... I, you know, I'm trying. So I have two dumb things. One is a personal dumb thing. I think I spent too much on a wallet. Oh, like, um, how much is too much for a wallet? What's a good price for a wallet? I never buy wallets. I, so it's like, this is the most dollars. Jewish conversation. But I'm like, what? I just, I texted my sister. I was like, what's reasonable for a wallet? Because I don't want to get ripped off. And I want a wallet that lasts. But now wallets, it's like this whole business with wallets. I thought I would get a wallet. I'd just find one and be done that. with it. But it's like. Yeah, I wouldn't go above 50. What? I 50. I wouldn't go above 50. 50. No, mine are like 15. I go to TJ Maxx. I get the like zipper 15. Kind. Okay, no, you guys are not buying wallets that last. This little sleeve, for instance. So see, it's like my wallet's falling apart. Uh -huh. has holes yeah. in it. Now I've had this for many years. It's like a little carved holder. Okay. Um... I think this was $95, but like, if you're, if you're getting how the many years ago? Left. I don't know. Yeah, mine is. Yeah, I've been. Middle hello, she's looking at me like I'm crazy. I've, I've had this for, you're not going to, you could have your, you know what, you'll have your wallets for sure for 15 years. But you know what? I don't buy purses and stuff. You're the kind of girl, you might buy a purse. How much is a purse? Oh, see, I still only shop at TJ Maxx. So my purses are like 30 bucks. Yeah, that's not a good How much is your mother's purse? How much is your mother's purse? How much is your mother's purse? He's a TJ Maxxer. Like, she's a Maxinista. Yeah, she's a Maxinista. We both. Okay, okay. Noah, your grandmother, your mother, how much is the purse? A little more expensive, probably in the hundreds, in the 100s. That's okay. Insane. And and they buy maybe a purse when? Your mother might get a new purse every few years, every, or is it a present? Like, when does yeah. she get these? Yeah, and it's exciting for her. She wears it, she loves it. Um, it's more of a, uh, it's more of a necessity than, than a flex, but yeah. I, I see where you're going. Like I take a tote bag, like that's fine with me. Yeah. So my wallet, I want to like buy something. So I'm going to be looking into it. Stay tuned folks to see what I end up purchasing, but it's a big research project for me because I buy so few things. When I buy something, I look into it like crazy. Like I'm researching for like a, a paper or something. Like some people know about like the new variants and they know about this and that. I'm like, what? where's the wallet business at these days? People are making card yeah, holders again. Around. People are making, you know, now there's wallets that, that block like your credit card from being stolen. I'm like, I have to look into this. This got tracking chips. Chip. Yeah. So the dumbest thing is maybe thinking about spending, I think, a little too much for a wallet, which I don't know if it qualifies. The other dumb thing was I'm staying at my girlfriend's house right now in the middle of nowhere, her parents' house, I should say. We're on a little bit of a summer break. Not really, um, since I'm working from home. So what does that mean? But um, but this patrol guy came in. Like, I'm like sitting, minding my business. Like, I, you know, 
I basically were in North Georgia, so I don't leave this house because I'd like to keep my my life, right? Mm -hmm. And I tuck if I'm anywhere outside the house. So it is what it is, and I'm sitting there, and this patrol guy comes, and I'm like, uh, hello? And my girl is nowhere to be found. He's like, yes, we're checking on the house. I'm like, I don't live here. Uh, this is not my house. Like, I'm like, why would you even say that? <laughs> yeah, there's, like no now, good, there's no good way around I'm it. like, you know, like there's a criminal. They're like, well, this is exactly why we're here. You know, like, why are you in this house then? Um, and then uh, obviously she was able to clear it up. But I could have been, I was, you know, I could have really incriminated myself in a very dumb way. You could have been construed as squatting or trespassing. That's what I'm saying. Like, why would I even just shut up? See what he has to say first. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to do with this house. So I don't know why, you know. And he's like, okay, well, kind of like, yeah. Um, but she handled it and it was all good. Perfect. Phew. Well, my dumbest And this thing... was tucked Baruch Hashem. Oh, gosh. Baruch Hashem, indeed. <laughs> my dumbest thing was uh, I came here, I flew here Tuesday. So I'm finally in LA. And I took my 25-pound nice. Maine Coon cat on the plane and... In What's his a hat. Maine Coon cat? What's a Maine Coon? A big hairy guy. Oh, I'll show you. Yeah, people think I'm racist for saying Maine Coon. I've gotten lectured before, but that is the the breed. It's the species. Yeah. So this is this is him. I don't know what I don't know why it's what it is. Even okay, I can't. Your shit is so unclear. But I see him. Why is he so many pounds? He's a just a big boy. A big porker. I, yeah, he loves to eat. I guess, but. On the flight, he took a massive dump and pissed himself. And my dumbest thing was having to clean up. But that's not that dumb. Like, if a cat's, you know, in a in a in you know in a carrier for six or seven hours, he's got to he's got to go somewhere. I, I mean, I brought he's, a wee wee pad. He's not going to tap you on the shoulder and say, "Excuse me, miss, can I please relieve myself in the toilet?" Yeah, it was just dumb. I gave him cat Xanax. I thought that would help, but it didn't. Right. You've got to feed this cat so much less. You have to monitor. His, like, cats aren't like humans. They can't just, like, monitor, you know, this cat. Some cats do monitor, but it sounds like your cat's not monitoring. And if you're not, he's not going to last as long. Like, make sure I am so diligent with my cat because she has so many, so much trauma. The cat that I got is, uh, she was in Long Beach for two years, homeless, and like now she'll just eat whatever because she had to like eat McDonald's or whatever she had to eat that was from the trash. You had to go to the and trash. And so she gorged herself, would vomit because she wasn't yeah. eating food that was nutritious for cats, so they can't really eat that stuff. And so she was like skin and bones. Like when we got this cat, it was like so small, but she eats a ton but the problem is she gorges herself and vomits so nothing really stays what my dog does she gets so, so excited and then so i have yeah she gets too excited so i have to regulate this cat eats specifically like half a cup like it's so crazy i didn't yeah, know that that was like the, you have to do this and this and this a cup, but somehow he just and now she's keeping her food she's yeah, you might have to cut that down because maybe his metabolism isn't as fast. Like these cats, they're not going to let you know. They'll eat as much food as you give them. Yeah. They're thrilled about it. But I think he's cute the way he is. Not to body shame him. He's a beautiful He's probably cute, but you know what I mean? You want him to last. Devin is always going around reminding me, hey, did, did, did you know that we have a cute kitty? Did you know that we have the cutest little kitty right. in the world? How long have you guys lived together? Four days. 
she she just moved <laughs> oh. we, we just moved in <laughs> yeah I, we just moved in together like we but didn't, you've had this moved. podcast for a long time yeah we've been doing this podcast for uh, about a year and a half remotely and now we're finally in the same place um reunited and it feels so good um and is it only you two in this place yeah and king fluffington my yeah. cat yeah but two dummies fantastic. and a cat okay i'll let you continue I'll let, okay. Noah, what was the dumbest thing for you now? Let me get into my dumbest thing because this was a thing that made me panic really hard. So a little background, um, I'm a DoorDash driver and I'm in and out of apartment buildings all over Los Angeles. And the other day I dropped off someone's food at their apartment in West Hollywood and then got myself trapped in their building. I trapped myself in someone else's apartment building. I was on my way out. I made a I made a right when I should have made a left, and then stranded myself right. in a in in the courtyard. There, there was the the lobby door was locked, and then the little gate to the courtyard was locked. So I was in this like tiny outdoor staircase with no connection and nowhere to go and no one to talk to, and I was freaking the f out. And I thought instantly, wow, this is gonna be my dumbest thing of the week. But I was sitting there. Um, I had I had already dropped off the food, so I had no contact with the person with the one person I I knew who lived there. And so I just had to furiously knock on the door and yell, "Help! Help! Help me! Somebody come out here!" Yeah. Um, to to get me the hell out of there. Um, because I was stranded in, in an apartment That's in West Hollywood. Very embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was scary. I was in there for about 20 minutes. I really just had to knock and knock and knock and knock on the glass door because there was nobody in the lobby. That's, you could have starved to death. This is a real concern. Like you could have starved to death. This is how people die. I could have been out there for hours and hours and hours. Super big sunburn, boil your skin. Yeah, in the sun, no less. Yeah. Um, but I just had to pray that somebody was going to come up there because, you know, the, the building didn't have a manager on site. They didn't have a phone number. So I just had to just like wait and smile at the door and be like, excuse me. And finally, after several minutes, this nice young woman came in and uh, very confusedly helped me out because it's hard to explain to someone why you're trapped. Like, I don't live here. I don't know anybody here. I was on my way out, but I trap myself in the most helpless yeah, just say I'm, i i was driving for doordash and i got locked out i i i said that and she was like oh, okay and then and let me out but i mean i guess it's easier to have someone... i love that she let you out this power tripping maniac yeah i, I guess it's i guess it's easier to um allow some to to give someone the benefit of the doubt when they're just trying to get out like I wasn't trying to get in. I wasn't saying like, "Hey, no, let no, me no. in." Much harder position. I'm just trying to get the hell out yeah, of there. No. I just have to say, during this story, I've never realized that your legs are as hairy as they are. Why are you looking there? Uh -oh. This is going to be a problem. Who's neater? Uh, how much leg hair are we sh are we shedding in the shower? We, this we could both be have concerned. our own shower, so off to a great. But the start. cat sheds in clumps. He does shed in clumps. And so yeah, I'm no, the, of the cat, cat yeah. But you can make a little. Like, you got to keep on merkin. top of that. I'll make a merkin. Yeah, you can definitely make a merkin. <laughs> well, this has been a blast. Yeah. Uh, this has been this, fun. This is, this is the, yeah the end of our episode. Uh, we've loved talking to you. This is so much fun. We're honored to we're, be talking to we're, you. We're honored for oh. sure. <laughs> um, 
before we go, yeah, give us all your plugs. Where can we find you? What do you want to promote? Yes. By the way, you can find, I said, you know, I'm writing from home, but I'm now out almost every day again, which sounds, you know, which, which just feels and is amazing. I'll be back in LA next week. I'm doing a ton of shows all over town. Um, follow me on Instagram at Robbie Hoffman to, uh, see what shows I'm doing. I typically share them mostly in my stories. Um, a few days before, if not a week before and day of, so you can follow Robbie Hoffman on Instagram for that. Uh, for semi-viral tweets, you can go to I am Robbie Hoffman on Twitter. Uh, I'm unfortunately not on LinkedIn or TikTok or anything like that. So those are really the two. Um, you can catch my Just for Laughs comedy special, my hour, um, now on YouTube for free on the Just for Laughs page. Sweet. Awesome. And we've got one more little thing that Devin hates, but I love. We I'm so sorry in advance for you having to do this. I'm so oh. sorry. Well, we've got a little catchphrase that we like to make our guests say at the end of each episode. Um, and so here on Two Dummies, uh, we were a bit obsessed with um, animals, farm animals and animal sounds. And so we just uh, ask all of our guests to say, um, we, we're asking you to say- He knows exactly what to do with the merkin. Yes, exactly <laughs> what to do with the merkin. Um, and exactly. so we'd like, you to, we'd like you to give us a big old bok, bok, bok. No, I can't. I, I can't. Noah. <laughs> I warned you. I'm so Noah. sorry. We got to have- Wait, does everybody have to do the bok, bok, bok? Wait, what are the options? Does everybody do bok, bok? Can I do moo? You can do a moo. Oh, we've never had if you a love moo. It. We've never okay. had a moo. Okay, I'll do the cow. I, okay, a moo. It's more like moo. Amazing. Is that thank not good? You. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is Devin and Noah signing off. Follow us uh, on, on Instagram and TikTok at Two Dummies Podcast. Uh, we post little clips of each of each episode. Give us a rate and review. Give us five stars. We really need it. We really, we're begging. We we, we are straight well, up. We're still having it's the embarrassing. They are begging, guys. We're begging. We're on our knees. Please, please. They really are. It's embarrassing. <laughs> but this is Two Dummies, and we're signing off. Bok, bok, bye. We'll see you uh, in two weeks. See ya. Well, thank you with, with Robbie Hoffman. We're still going. <laughs> I'm rambling, and we're rambling, and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.